everybody, and welcome to Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live on twitch.tv slash pressyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. We appreciate however it is you choose to support the show, including subscribing to us on Twitch using that free sub that comes with Amazon Prime. But if you don't have any loonies or toonies to toss, no big deal. We'll be here no matter what. Um, this is an unusual episode because we are not recording this on Wednesday at 8 p.m. We're recording this on Sunday at 8 p.m. Um, this evening, we are going to, at long last, be doing our review of the Xbox Series X. We wish that we could have done this episode a little bit sooner, but a pandemic, scheduling conflicts, and a Walmart order gone horribly wrong, in the case of myself, forced us to put off doing this show for a little bit. Um, the good news is that to make up for our tardiness, uh, we have a very special cast of characters available this week to talk about the Series X. Um, as usual, we have myself, Alexander Kazina, and we have Alex Ballant. Number one Xbox, Stan, reporting for duty. Indeed. Uh, however, in place of Mitch, Nathan, and AJ, we have longtime friend of the show, TJ Private Jeebus Beckham. Howdy, howdy. And a new face on Press YYZ, Patrick the Law Morris. Uh, hey guys, happy happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having thanks for coming on. We I'm really 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 excited to get on with this episode. Now, normally we tend to reserve all of our social plugs on Press YYZ to the very end, but this time around, considering that half the cast are not the normal faces that we typically have on the show. I figured I'd quickly just sort of cede the floor to the two of you at the front so you could just let our audiences in on who you are and what it is that you guys typically tend to do on the internet. So, Jeebus, we've had you on before, but if people have severe cases of amnesia and they've forgotten what you do, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so uh, you can call me TJ or Jeebus, whichever works uh, for those listeners. And then I write reviews and opinions and also run social accounts for nextlevelgaming.ca. Uh, and I also can be found in the Kind of Funny Toronto Discord, just talking all of the hot takes. And you can also see me on Twitter, just, again, sharing those hot takes, asking what's the best fast food places, you know, the need-to-know questions. Hell yeah. And what about you, The Law Boris? Um, so I, I, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at the law Morris. You're not going to get a whole lot of hot tweets. I tweet every couple weeks, if that, uh, and then I, I also have a YouTube channel called cold North productions. Um, been on a little bit of a hiatus. The pandemic has caused my day job to be insanity right now. Uh, but yeah, there, I, I recently had a conversation with Blake Harris, author of console wars, um, so go check that out. It's uh it's pretty good. I have and then um coming up I have a I have an interview with Seamus Blackley scheduled, so pretty excited for that too. Neat. Very cool. Um if I can ask you just a quick little question at the top, how is it that you would prefer that we refer to you the Law Morris? Because I realize that that's a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> Do you want us to call you Patrick, Pat, Morris, uh, the Law? Yeah, you guys can call me Patrick. That's it. Um okay, I definitely prefer cool. Patrick to Pat, so all right, cool. All right. We'll keep that in mind going forward. Um, so I want to kind of start off our review discussion here of the Xbox Series X 
by kind of first talking about each of our individual experiences with the Xbox ecosystem before going into the Series X. Um, you know, I'll just kind of quickly go over my own because it's very, very short. Uh, this is the first uh, official Xbox console that I have owned. Um, I've played on Xbox consoles at friends' houses in the past many a time. Uh, I have done like play tests and other similar kind of video gaming opportunities on Xbox hardware. But this is sort of really my big introduction to the ecosystem in a like real official capacity. Um, Alex, we're already, I'd say, pretty familiar from past episodes of the podcast of your introduction to the ecosystem, I'd say. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I can quickly just kind of, I grew up with Xbox, you know, most people would have either the PS2 or the GameCube. I was the one guy who had an Xbox. Um, and from there, my love of Halo just kind of drove me to continuously buy that system until the xbox one where it was such a dump truck on fire back in 2013 that i decided no i'm not going to buy an xbox one uh and i still don't own one of those um and then from there just with the resurgence of the brand i almost felt an obligation to buy a series x because i just wanted to support them be like yes you guys are on the right track you guys are doing good things and um, yeah, so I've just always kind of been in the Xbox ecosystem in some way, shape, or form. I've always really enjoyed uh, Xbox as a brand. Um, yeah, and just Halo is, uh, I have a Halo tattoo for God's sake. Like I just, I love that franchise and will always be a part of me, even if it goes in paths that I don't quite like. Uh, Jeebus, you know, we hang out with you a lot. And so obviously we're pretty familiar with your you know, adoration for the Xbox ecosystem. But for those of you who might be listening to this who are not super familiar with you and your history with the ecosystem, what's the kind of basic spark notes? Yeah, so I actually was very much a PlayStation kid for a long time. I had a PS2 and PS3 first. But uh, I don't know if you guys know of a now defunct Canadian uh, restaurant chain, Filthy McNasties. Uh, I had one in Xbox. actually real? It is. It all, it's it's dead. Like they've all shut down. But there was a restaurant chain called Filthy McNasties, uh, and every Tuesday they would do an, a draw where kids could win an Xbox original. And from that point, like I I won it because we were the only kids in the bar that night. Um, so like from then on, I kind of had this growing love for Xbox that. Like, my PS3 had died for the fourth time. Instead of sending it to Sony to get replaced yet again, we just said, you know what, I'm getting an Xbox. And from then on, I just fell in love with the platform. It has been my go-to console. Like, I have had the PS3, the PS4, PS5 now, but it's just always, I think the Xbox platform just, for me, it has everything I want and more. So I just, I always end up going back to it. And Patrick, what about you? What um, was your introduction to the ecosystem like? Uh, so, so I guess I, m my experience would be most similar to Alex's, um, in the sense that like, I, I was there not from literally day one, but very close. Uh, so in two thousand one, I bought a GameCube because I was always a Nintendo kid, and then uh, and a friend of mine bought an Xbox. And it was like, it was December, 2001. I was like, I had stopped by his house to like pick up his homework because I was going to copy it. I was a stupid fifth grader. <laughs> and then 
Um, and I was like leaving and he was like, all right, see ya. And he had booted up his Xbox and he was about to play Halo. And like, I heard the, the music and it was just this watershed moment in my whole gaming experience. And I just like stopped dead in my tracks and I was like, okay, well we have to play this right now. And, uh, and I mean, I fell in love with Halo and then, um, and, and I got an Xbox six months later. I played Xbox for four years. I, I bought a, I bought a 360. I wasn't able to get one at launch, but I got it about a month after. Um, and then I, I did succumb to the Xbox, the, the dumpster fire that was the Xbox one in 2013. But in, you know, in my defense, I waited until January of 2014. So I've got that going for me. Um, but then, you know, ever since Phil Spencer took over, I, I do agree with you, Alex. I really feel like he's just been steering the ship absolutely in the right direction. Um, and and so I bought, uh, ad- admittedly, and like recently in, in the past few years, I've kind of taken up collecting as well. So I have bought too many Xbox Ones. Mm-hmm. I have the original VCR one. I bought the One S. I bought the One X. And then I really, really wanted to get the One S all digital, but my wife told me no. Um, so, so then I was, uh, I was lucky enough to get a pre-order on a Series X, and here I am. I feel like they're just the ecosystem. They're they're just every every opportunity they get to make the right move, they're making it. So I'm really excited about it. You talk about being a collector of Xbox consoles. Did you also get your hands on a Series S? Uh, so. I did. Um, what, so it was, I, I still have a day job. I'm not able to like, I'm not at the point where I'm doing anything gaming related for a living. Um, but I, I put my day job on pause when, when pre-orders went up and my wife and I just sat there like computers, phones, tablets, just trying to pre-order as many as we could. Um, we were lucky enough to get two X's and an S and then a friend of mine got another S um, and, and so I did get my hands on an S, but I, uh, you know, I, I have a, a, a large group of friends that were all trying to get them. And so we just redistributed those, um, at cost. So, so that everyone could get one. So unfortunately I don't have an S in my home yet, but I will. Sure. Uh, I was asking that because, you know, this episode is going to be called the Xbox Series X review. Obviously, Microsoft released both the Xbox Series X and S, um, but we specifically are focusing in on the higher end console. And I wanted to kind of use that as a jumping off point to ask the rest of our hosts what motivated you guys to specifically get the X because uh, those of you that have been listening to this podcast will know that I waffled severely on which of the two consoles I was going to get. There was a period of time where I'm like, I'm going to get the X because I want to get the most high-end console. Then after the July showcase event, I was like, ah, I don't really see the need to get that. I think I'll just stick with the S. And then I kind of looped back around and was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to get the X. I'm going to feature-proof myself for you know, whatever might come in the future so that I can always sort of have the most high fidelity experience that Xbox has to offer. Um, In the case of uh, you, Jeebus, like, was it ever in doubt that you were going to get the Xbox Series X or did the S ever seem more appealing? So I definitely, I, I considered getting the S for maybe all of five minutes. 
Um, because I'm like, you know what? It's it's interesting. Like, I don't. I'm all aboard the digital train. So like, the X has a disc drive. I have still yet to use it, even to test an older game. It yeah. will not get use. Same boat. Um, so it's like I, I definitely considered it, but when looking at the whole like. The S does have a, it is the next gen experience, but the X is the kind of future proofing. Like this is the one to have for the next few years until the Xbox Series S2 or X2 comes out. Um, so I, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet, pay the extra, and I'll, I'll be set up for the next couple of years of gaming. Yeah. And in terms of your case, Alex, would you say that it was ever in doubt that you were going to be getting the series x so i actually had quite a roller coaster with trying so i initially i remember on the episode with mc fixer after we did the um the right the um the showcase the xbox I, showcase yeah, reacts yeah i said i'm not gonna buy an xbox series x because i have a pc and that's my preferred platform very slowly i started to get chipped away of thinking and i working like, even though I'm in school and I sometimes go there, I'm mostly still right here at my computer. So my computer very much became my, this is where I do work. And I really needed to find a way to separate work from play. And the perfect right. way to do that would be with a Series X. Um, like, yes, I could potentially hook up my PC to my TV. I've done that before. But I just... I was originally planning on getting the Series S because I'm like, well, I have Game Pass for PC, and so I would have Game Pass for the Series S, and that would be mostly what I use it for. But very, well, for one, I could not get a pre-order for an S, and I somehow managed to get an X, I'm like, okay, like, that was kind of, that was the nail in the coffin that made me like, okay, you know what, I'll spend the however much extra money because I have this pre-order because I just couldn't find an S one, but Amazon was just like, okay, yeah, just pre-order our Series X. And so honestly, oh, that was sign. that was lit. Yeah, and I do not regret it even remotely. Like I think it's, I think, I think it was the way to go. Um, I think as somebody who is now very much committed to having the Series X be my main platform of choice, um, I'm glad that I have that future proofing. I'm glad I honestly have the hard drive space more than anything. Hmm. Uh, you talked about you know not regretting it. I feel like this is a good jumping off point to just sort of talk preliminary right at the very tip top kind of what our general impressions of the console have been so far before we delve deeply into the console's new features graphical capabilities library of games etc where are we all kind of feeling about the console so far patrick um, As somebody I... who, uh, you know, you're somebody who's <laughs> very much invested in this ecosystem is buying Xbox consoles left and right. Like, how would you say that this so far <laughs> stacks up against the mountain of other consoles that you have, I'm sure, on, on, either underneath TVs or in display cases? <laughs> um, so I actually don't do display cases. I, I box up just like they were when they, when they were at retail and then I put them in storage okay. so that if anyone wants to have the unboxing experience they can um i think that the series x is really uh i i love it so far i and i think that i i think the reason that i'm loving it so far is is because it's basically exactly what they promised which is and, and like it's i was saying this years ago that i really wanted them to move to kind of the iphone model of like you know don't do one every year but like iterate on what you've got going on every two or three years and that way we get hardware updates uh, more often. 
and um you know as a collector i i like to preserve and i like the idea of preservation and it seems like microsoft is really committed to that so i haven't really been playing any new games besides i guess i played uh i played the mafia definitive edition but like that's basically the newest game i've been playing on my series x but i've been playing uh splinter cell double agent on the original xbox on my series x and like that's Ooh. the promise and that's why that's what i signed up for and so because they're living up to that promise i love it so far hmm. what about you jeebus so and this is like after i say this i keep be curious to see what alex thinks but hmm. i am loving the series x but my only thing i would say with it is it doesn't necessarily feel like a next generation piece of hardware and that is to its fault, but also like a, a great thing. So it's kind of a double-edged sword because like when you turn it on, it is the same dashboard that they just updated to the Xbox One a couple months back. It is uh, the controller has minor changes, which I know we'll go more in depth in later. But it's just it's it's not as new new as we have been used to in the past. And... It, it just doesn't have that kind of like the wow factor that uh, another next gen console may have. Um, but that being said, I do also love those features because like going into the Xbox menu, I know where everything is. I know how to navigate it. I know what to do. It is this is my home turf. There's no surprises. Same with the controller. Like I, I'm this is what I've been using for the past seven years. I am ready to go. Uh, it's just kind of finding that middle balance and i have been playing a lot of new games on it i was actually just playing call of duty uh before we started up and then like i've been playing assassin's creed valhalla i've been uh, messing around with games on game pass like uh, the tourist and stuff like that so i have played some new and old games and it works great like even nba jam on the series x loads like a charm <laughs> so I i've been loving it it's just it's in a weird spot for me hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting with, like, so since I didn't have an Xbox One, I'm not as, like, it all still feels kind of new for me because I, I'm not familiar with the dashboard. But from at least what I've been hearing about, like, I mean, and directly comparing it to having the PS4 for, or having the PS4 for, like, three years and then jumping to the PS5, some of these changes for the sake of changes aren't for the better and so mm -hmm. the fact that microsoft is is just kind of like let's just we have something that works something that is very good that we've iterated on let's keep the stuff that's good and then there still is some really cool just next gen stuff about the series x at least mm -hmm. to me like with the ssd and just how fast it is like it really does still feel next gen at least enough and again my perspective might be a little bit skewed just with the whole not having an xbox one so it just still kind of all feels new um yep, for sure. quick quick Go question ahead. for you guys what what are you guys using for a controller are you using the pack-in or are you using an older xbox one controller or do you have the elite i mean obviously i'm just using the pack-in because i have not had any other xbox oh, yeah. controllers until now that makes sense for you mm. yeah for me at least <laughs> I've uh, I've been using the pack-in because I, I have wanted to get the Elite, but I'm holding up for the Elite Series 3, where I hope they add adaptive triggers. Um, <laughs> and and but, the haptic. Yeah, well, the haptic I could live without, but the adaptive triggers for sure. Um, but I have been using the pack-in. Um, that being said, I do keep my original uh, Xbox um, 
one controller with me just uh just in case because it is sometimes nice to go back to that familiarity yeah so i collect xbox controllers like like fucking trading cards so i have uh six xbox one controllers right now um, Ooh. so i've got i've got the packing series x one i've got the cyberpunk one i've got a um design lab one i've got a red one uh i do have the elite two which has been my default one that i've been using and as well, I've got, um, I just recently just bought the Series X white one. Okay. All right. Oh. Yeah. They, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I, I Please finish your thought. Oh, just, I, I absolutely, that's one of the awesome things about this is the fact that everything is forward compatible. Um, I didn't have to worry about, because I bought the Elite controller back in October. I got it used while it was, like, open box used, so it was, like, essentially new. Um, And I got it, like, pretty decently um, discounted because of that. And it is, I, even with having used the DualSense, I still think the, the Elite controller is my favorite controller. It's just, it's so nice. It feels so good. And it just... Like the yeah, it might be missing some of these features, but hot take, I think the dual sense is a little overrated in the sense that a lot of these features that like people rave about, especially with Astrobot, can't scale on the AAA level. So I just think that the I think the Series X controller and just the Xbox controller in general is if it's not broke, don't fix it, and that is very much what Microsoft take, has taken into account. Interesting. Um, I, I I asked because. I use the Elite Series 2 on my Series X in my home office. Uh, on the, the the 1X got moved out to the living room. I use my Elite Series 1 out there. Um, and and I, I was just wondering, just because I have, it's been so long since I've used a standard Xbox One controller that, like, the, I've been hearing nothing but good things about the DualSense. And so I was wondering, if uh, like, what kind of experience you guys were having with that. So I appreciate the insight. I mean, I, you know, uh, as the newcomer here, I've been enjoying uh, the packing controller uh, just fine. Uh, you know, uh, I still, <laughs> this is going to sound like, oh my God, look at this baby right here. But I have still been adjusting to, okay, the A button is in that position and the B button is in that <laughs> position. We're not in Nintendo anymore. Mm. Um but yeah, the, the controller is a pretty comfortable little thing, and I'm definitely looking forward to playing more stuff with it. Uh, it. It's funny, earlier we were talking about how like the interface is not much changed over the prior Xbox consoles. Uh, even though I don't have that experience of going from the Xbox One X to the Xbox Series X and being like, oh man, this is really similar. S- going through the interface for the first time, I'm like, hmm, this still feels oddly familiar despite the fact that I have no reason to think it's familiar and I don't know why that is Um, but on the flip side I feel like it's actually made going through it not as difficult as I thought it was going to be even though I do think that there are some quirks here and there for me still to suss out to fully become comfortable with the console Uh, I'll say like in general off the top unfortunately I've not had nearly as much time to play this new console as I was hoping to. Uh, And I have a very good reason for that, which is that I've actually been very busy working at a little video game recently in Core. Uh, Core is a kind of game creation suite in the vein of 
Roblox or Dreams on the PlayStation 4 in that it's one of those things where like you can make games and you can take assets that other people have created and kitbash them to, uh, together and make your own games. I've been busy working on a new game on that platform over the course of the past couple of weeks and a deadline is coming up a week from now and so I've not had nearly as much time to devote to my new console as I wish I could but what I have played of it thus far I think that there's there's definitely the beginning of a great new relationship right there i was trying to quote the end of casablanca but i could not remember the line unfortunately <laughs> to save my life um i feel like this is a good opportunity to kind of like delve a little bit more deeply into what each of us individually have been playing on the console uh i know vala morris sorry i mean patrick <laughs> uh, all, well i know it doesn't really matter but you know i'm trying I'll to answer be consistent to all here <laughs> yeah uh, I, I know you earlier you mentioned you were playing a little bit of Mafia. Um, is... so... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just said it's so good. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I loved it. I played, I played the whole thing on it, and uh, it was... It, it's one, Number one, it's gorgeous. It is a stunningly beautiful uh, game. And, like, I never played the original, but, like, as far as remakes go, it seems like it's grade A. Um, and then, uh, it like, it, it was a situation where the lighting is so good. It's hard to tell if there's actually ray tracing in the game and there's not, but like, it's really tough to tell that there's not, uh, it, it looks that good. So I, I loved it. I highly recommend it. I, uh, I sadly haven't been able to play it on the Series X, so I'm very jealous. Uh, but I did play it on uh, my PC and can confirm it is a fantastic must-play game. Is it one that has been optimized for Series X, or is it just using the backwards compatibility? Uh, so it's been optimized for 1X. So it, like it'll run in 4K, but it's not using things like... Uh, it's not optimized for like the SSD or ray tracing or anything okay. like that. Um, so, I mean... it. It, you're running the the one x version which looks stunning and and again i have done a side by side from my one x to my series x and amazingly it even looks better on the series x than it does on the one x um but it's yeah it, it, it's just an amazing game it, i really loved it it was um i mean it's not going to be in my game of the year conversation but that's just because sure. i don't put remakes in my game of the year conversation so mm. uh, gameplay wise like does it feel a little bit on the dated side or is it one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is a game from quite a while ago, but there's still a lot of interesting things going on that I appreciate and that I'm, you know, happy to experience at a time where we don't see this kind of game that much anymore. Um, so I, I, I was actually, I was pretty curious about how the gameplay had, and like just everything in the game, what had been updated, because like I said, I, I didn't play the original, uh, as far as gameplay goes, they definitely updated the gameplay a lot. Like I did some research after finishing um, and it, it plays like a very, very competent cover-based shooter, uh, which it, I don't see as a bad thing. It's not stellar. Like it's, it's not gears of war. Right. Mm, but right. it is, it, it is very competent. Really. Um, the only problems I ran into gameplay wise, the, the movement and the like sometimes snapping to cover got a little bit wonky, uh, but besides that, shooting felt great, um, really responsive and like movement driving was really awesome because I, I think driving and like emulating, I mean, we're watching some footage here. 
um, emulating the feeling of these older cars and how a heavy they were and b unwieldy they were uh, is something that a lot of developers really struggle with. And I think that they did, they did a really amazing job with it. What, uh, like outside of mafia definitive edition, what would you say is like the game that you've been playing? Maybe not the most, but like the second most on the console. Um, I'm about halfway through shadow of the tomb Raider again. Um, so, and, and like, I guess I don't really, because I played that one on PS4 pro when it came out. Uh, but it was like, I think it was like four bucks or something for the black Friday sale. So I, I went ahead and picked that one up again. Um, I've, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, it's, you know, it, I, I would say it's, it's not as impressive as far as like flexing the, the muscles of the series X and, mm. and also like, I, I guess I say I'm enjoying the game, but then now I'm kind of ragging on it. But, uh, of the new Tomb Raider trilogy, it's definitely my least favorite. Um, mm. but I decided to go give it another shot and uh it's so this this one we're looking at here is Rise um the the one I'm playing through is is Shadow of the Tomb Raider it's I don't know it different developer than the first two um but I've been playing I've been playing quite a bit of that I played uh played through some Half-Life got up to Ravenholm Ooh. Uh Half-Life 2 Yeah Half-Life 2 Yeah mm, cool how does that uh, run on the Series X? Uh, so, uh, resolution-wise, it's about what you would expect out of the, the <laughs> Xbox One. Um, and then frame rate is really where you're seeing the difference with the with the Series X. Uh, it's, I mean, right now the TV that I have is is 60 hertz, and it's running at a solid 60, no hiccups, nothing. So I'm not dropping any frames. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I I love Half Life too. I've beaten that campaign probably almost twenty times now. <laughs> so, wow, it's just kind of one of those things that you you just know it so well that you don't really see the difference. <laughs> but but yeah, it's uh, it's the orange box version and runs really well. It's hmm. good to hear. I um, so it's funny. Uh, when I finally got my hands on my Xbox uh, Series X after I finally kind of like relinquished it from Walmart's cold dead fingers, uh, <laughs> I went online and I was like, all right, what are the optimal, you know, older games to play on this console? And a game that uh, one of my friends recommended was actually Sonic Unleashed from 2008, because apparently like when Sonic Unleashed originally came out, it was pretty borked from a performance level. Uh, there were apparently a lot of like just major slowdown and stuttering issues in the game's daylight levels. Uh, but apparently on the Xbox Series X, it actually runs really, really well. Uh, and I was actually very tempted to check it out, but uh, it's not on Game Pass. So I will wait for the day that it does become available on Game Pass and definitely check it out then because I actually enjoyed the Wii version of that game, which is like a completely different game quite a bit back when that came out. And I'd be interested in seeing what that's like. Uh, in terms of like um, other like pretty old games, what about you, Jeebus? Are there any like older experiences that you've been checking out on the Series X to be like, wow, how does this run on this beast of a console? 
Yeah, so the I'd say I I think um, Pat, you said sorry, Patrick, you said you were playing uh, Splinter Cell, and that's uh, my second favorite game series, and I I cannot believe I have not thought about doing that. So once we're done here, I'm gonna go and load up <laughs> Splinter Cell. Um, but one I have uh, actually put a lot of time into on the Series X, uh, and I mentioned it earlier as NBA Jam. Uh, I have in the past two years I have become a very big basketball fan. And the new NBA 2K21 sucks. So <laughs> I wanted just an, a basketball experience that doesn't make me want to throw my controller. So I'm like, you know what? NBA Jam's on sale. Picked it up. And uh, apart from the fact that the online doesn't exist anymore, I was having a ton of fun with it. I I honestly couldn't have told you what a loading screen looks like because the game loads almost instantly because of the SSD. And it, it just it plays fantastic. I... It's honestly, I'd say it's one of the games I've enjoyed most on a next gen console, including all of the next gen games. Um, and only part of it works. <laughs> so, is that the one from 2010? Yep. Oh man, the one where I, you can I have. I loved uh, that game. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's funny because I I'm sitting there playing. I'm like, isn't this the one where you can have you can play as like Barack Obama and Bill Clinton? <laughs> And you totally yeah. can. And so now, like, with the recent election, this game has uh, three presidents in it. So <laughs> I'm just sitting there dunking on LeBron with uh, Joe Biden. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I, uh, I, I used to play that game all the time in college. And uh, it was sort of our... Um, I mean, I personally don't drink, but a bunch of friends of mine, like, after... After a long night of, of drinking, we would we would sit up in the morning and play some NBA Jam while they nurse their hangovers. Yeah, it it's just it's dumb fun and like I'm just I'm happy that it it works. Like I can play it on the Series X and it just works so well that uh, I honestly I'd be curious to go back and see what it's like on a 360 just to compare it. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, Jeebus. Uh, so real quick, real quick question for you about Splinter Cell. Um, yep. So, so you say it's your second favorite series, and I absolutely don't blame you. I love Splinter Cell. Um, have you played them all? Yeah, so I've played through most of them. The okay. only one, the only actually technically two I haven't finished is I, I've gotten through most of the the original. Uh, the original is hard. <laughs> oh, the original is hard. Oh, is my hold on a quick sec. Uh-oh. Oh, we're good. Okay. All right. We Patrick, got you okay? Yeah, All right. The... Yeah. Everybody came back. All right. The. All right. Perfect. Um, the original. Uh, the original is hard for sure. So I like I haven't beaten that personally. Then the. Um, so the other one, I just I could never get into Pandora tomorrow. I I have never the game that one has never hooked me. So like I think I've only done the first like three levels. Um, yeah. But other than that, like I, Chaos Theory, I absolutely like. It is my favorite Splinter Cell. I I can I play Double Agent so much I could. Or sorry, not Double Agent. Uh, K, uh, Conviction. I can play that. I can get through that game in like two hours, maybe two like two and a half. Like, it's. I, I love the series. It's gonna be my next tattoo. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. So, um, uh, and this is just sort of a fun anecdote. Uh um double agent so did you play double agent on 360 or original xbox i played both i actually have uh, both copies okay <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna say because they're different games yep and so that's uh it's not a very well-known thing but that's that's yeah. awesome 
No, I played it the 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 last gen one first, and then the next gen version. Um, and the next gen version definitely not the better of the two, but it does have its no, not it at does all. have its moments. Like I I, I love the yeah. final mission in that one, preferably. But um, other than that, the Xbox version or the GameCube versions where I played it originally was uh, was the best. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was basically Chaos Theory two, which Chaos exactly. Theory is is the best one. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, I feel like you know people that have been listening to this podcast consistently over the past couple of weeks uh, know what you, Alex, have been playing. I'd say the most of the four of us. Are there any like new games or new experiences uh, within the past week that you want to highlight, or any? particular revelations about games you've been playing since the since the console's launch that you want to kind of bring to light here um for the most part like yes i've been like for the most part i've been playing specifically just call of duty and assassin's creed um Mm. mostly assassin's creed i won't really go into it too too much right now but um i have been playing the master chief collection um mostly just the multiplayer okay one thing that's very interesting is I downloaded it on the on day one. I downloaded Master Chief Collection because, of course, I would. Um, and mm. I was like, I can't play this. This sucks on the Xbox because I've been for the last, you know, 12 months year. playing. Yeah, basically the last year playing it on PC. And with PC, there were so many quality of life features that just made it a made them like way better games that you just can't go back to specifically the mm-hmm. fov slider the fov slider is crucial at this point and it wasn't until very <clears throat> recently that they did the optimized for series x version of the master Chief collection which then basically just made it the pc version on for across all five game, uh six games yeah, yeah. Yeah, across all yeah. of those games. When you include, yeah. Yeah, when you include ODST and Reach. But yeah, now it's like, now it's actually playable in Series X, and so playing it, and also cross-play, and there's so many amazing things about it. I could go on and on and on about how I think Master Chief Collection is the best comeback story in all of games. That includes No Man's Sky. But um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I need to, because I feel like the audience has heard this enough. But <laughs> at the very least, like the fact that there is an FOV slider on the console version is incredible and every game needs every first person shooter needs to have an fov slider because it genuinely is like it it's a completely game-changing experience to be able to just crank it to 110 and be able to because it just you know one of the biggest complaints that everyone has about halo is oh halo so slow it's not it just was locked at a 70 fov and so it felt slow because less of the environment was going around you as you were moving so that's mostly like it, it mostly has been just kind of playing multiplayer when i kind of need a break from assassin's creed i'll quickly load up um load up mcc play two or three matches and then jump right back into assassin's creed for the most part i haven't really i have a huge catalog of 360 games on the bookshelf behind me and there's a few that i'm like definitely going to going to check out um first one probably being red dead redemption because i know that was optimized for the one x I'm very excited to see what that looks like because I absolutely love Red Dead Redemption, and so to have that be running at 4K would be would be awesome. It, it looks like a straight up remaster. That's that's awesome. I wow. I'm so excited to go through that again. Whenever I can find the so, 
Alex, you talking about the Master Chief Collection, I feel, is the perfect segue for myself to talk a little bit about the Master Chief Collection. So, at the very beginning of this year, I had this initiative where I was like, all right, every single month I'm going to play through the entirety of a video game series that I've not played through before on Twitch. So, for the entirety of January, I'm like, I'm going to play through every single canonical game in the Half-Life series. I did that, I got through every single game, and I was like, whew, I enjoyed that, but I think I'm going to lay off on doing this on a consistent basis. And so, initially I was planning, sometime in March, April, May, I'm going to play through the entirety of the Halo series, and I decided, you know what, instead I'm just going to save that until I have the latest Xbox console in my hands, and then I'll just do it then. So Halo the Master Chief Collection was one of the first games that I downloaded onto my Series X when I got my hands on it. And I, you know, I entered into the main menu. I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and start up Halo 1. Uh, I know a lot of people recommend that you play the game on heroic difficulty, but I'm like, because uh, I'm new to this, I'm just going to start it out on normal and then I'll adjust it up to heroic later on if I find that I need a little bit more of a challenge. Uh, first cutscene starts playing. We see the Pillar of Autumn uh, going slowly but confidently th through space towards the Halo ring. Uh, I'm like, ooh, there we go. This is the beginning of a masterpiece. And then we cut to inside the ship. Uh, we see a general-looking dude uh, talking with his crewmates. But suspiciously, the gentleman-looking dude, his dialogue is almost entirely quiet. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I knew that Bungie was a developer that was very much ahead of its time in many regards, but I didn't think that they were this avant-garde. I mean, like, let's have the opening scene be almost entirely silent from a dialogue perspective. And that keeps going for, like, another minute. And then Cortana pops up, and her mouth moves, but we don't hear what she says. And, like, that's odd. You'd think that the first time that we see Cortana in the series, Cortana, like, you'd be able to hear what she has to say. And then I realized, oh, shit, there is some sort of audio glitch that is causing all the dialogue in the game to be super quiet comparatively to all the other sounds of the game. So quit out of the game, adjusted some settings, went back into the game, same audio glitch. Um, eventually, I just let the rest of the cutscene play out. And once we get to Master Chief waking up out of cryostasis, like all the dialogue uh audio levels and all the other audio levels in the game are completely normalized but for whatever reason that was completely barked so i'm like okay i'm let's exit out of halo combat evolved and let's check out halo 4 i know halo 4 is a game that you know halo fans have a complicated relationship with but you know maybe because it's a newer experience it won't have this same sort of audio issue so going to halo 4 and a cutscene begins playing in which an older woman, who I believe was the original basis for Cortana, is being interviewed by this guy in a jail cell, possibly. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm into this. Oh, that's odd. I see their mouths moving, but I don't really hear all that much dialogue coming out of their mouths. There's a lot of shots of Spartans getting killed and aliens stabbing people. And I get the impression that there's supposed to be dialogue over this, but I'm not hearing any dialogue. And yeah, apparently the audio issue that I encountered in Halo Comet Evolved was also present in Halo 4. Once the opening cutscene ended and we actually got into the swing of things, again, the audio levels were totally normalized and I had a fair bit of fun 
beating up the Covenant and crash landing on the Forerunner planet. I believe that's what its name was. Um, but then once we arrived on the planet, uh, Cortana had what should have been a very, you know, emotional scene in which she explained that, hey, I've been an AI for eight, over eight years now and I'm succumbing to rampancy and I may not have much time left on this mortal coil. And I say, should have been a very touching scene because I could barely hear what they were saying. And after that, I was like, I think I'm going to have to exit out of this and try something else. I, so, uh, Alex, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a 343 thing because I, yeah. I know exactly in Combat Evolved what you're talking about. And it's only an anniversary. And I know that there have actually been plenty of people on Reddit calling for the original Halo Combat Evolved to be added to backwards compatibility so that we can play the game without the 343 bugs. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of audio issues that have come from I know Reach was very like when Reach came to PC that was very like plagued with a lot of audio issues that have only recently been fixed. There's um there's some really good uh the um the monthly updates on Halo Waypoint really go into detail what exactly is going on behind the scenes when it comes to how the audio engines for these games work because the xbox the 360 and the xbox one all handled audio very very differently and so to take all of that code that bungie you know not really making their stuff future proof because why would they kind of jumbled all together so to be able to like put that all together has been a huge task for 343 and so it's I'm not like this isn't excusing them in any way, but there's a lot going mm. on behind the scenes when it comes to sure. Master Chief Collection. Of course, and just getting it to work the way that it does is kind of a miracle in some cases. But yeah, like I, it, it's been plagued with a lot of issues like that, and so I am not surprised that you're running into a lot of stuff like that. I, I do want to, by the way, say I know that you, Jeebus, and Alex, and other people from the kind of funny Toronto Discord group have been very helpful in the past in terms of helping me get through the various technical difficulties I've been experiencing with the Series X. I, I had every intention of uh, going to you guys and asking what was up with the game before this podcast, but it was a timing thing where I experienced these audio issues late at night, and then by the time I had woken up the next day, I kind of had to do one thing, and then I had to do another thing, and then lo and behold, I had to prepare for the podcast. So I didn't have time to kind of like properly suss that out. And I I do want to say that like, I am not going to let this kind of poison my experience with this series. I am going to try my hardest to make sure that I can thwart this audio issue and go into the games with a fresh and open mind and and experience them as they were meant to be experienced. I do want to know though, like, do you think I can or will be able to resolve this issue do you think that it's something that's just going to be patched in like within a matter of days or maybe a week or do you think that this is something that i'm gonna have to just kind of contend with for now i uh i i'd say the if you haven't already definitely like just look at like uninstalling reinstalling it like that would Mm. be my first guess uh just i know it's a hundred like a hundred plus gig download but um that will that will hopefully fix it um but i will say it's not surprising hearing the master chief collection has some bugs like it's it's been a mm-hmm. running joke for a couple of years now even if it is as polished as it is now but yeah yeah it it's like they're constantly working on it they've got a lot of stuff that they're still like they're even though um 
there was a worry on especially in the reddit community of like oh now that halo 4 is in mcc are they just going to leave it or is it now just dead like um no more support for it and that seems to not be the case like they've already laid out like what their future 2021 plans are going to be so there's constantly going to be new support for it um when it comes to that specific issue i don't know what i'm not sure if this is something that like is it just your game in particular because like i've played through all of the games um not on series x mind you but just on the pc version and i yeah i've run into some like i remember when halo combat evolved first came out i ran into that issue quite a little bit but i've played it since then and have not had that issue on the opening cutscene. so I can't say if it's if it's your game in particular or if it's like a running if it's a running issue, but I would heed TJ's advice of just uninstall or reinstall it because I feel like you know. And if it's still persistent, then it's probably a bigger issue overall. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely I want to echo the uninstall and reinstall because you never know. I'm I I distinctly remember the bug you're talking about, particularly in the combat evolved opening sequence or opening cutscene. Um, and like I remember that from Master Chief Collection day one back in 2014. Mm. So I wouldn't count on that getting patched out in the next few days. Yeah. But uh, but mm. I, I like you know like Alex said maybe like he's experienced it without that. So so maybe it's just some random thing. Uninstall, reinstall, try it again. Worst case scenario, I would say watch the watch the cutscenes on on YouTube and and sure. keep playing because the gameplay is totally worth it in those games. Yeah. For sure. Subtitles. <laughs> subtitles. That's I watch. <laughs> that's I, a fair I, point. I watch everything with subtitles. Um, outside of the master chief collection, I also played uh, a few hours of Ori and the blind forest. Um, it's great. Like no real kind of complaints there. No weird uh, audio issues. That game's a great little metroidvania and i have every intention to get back to it as soon as i can uh i, I know that ori and the will of the wisps is the one that was like really optimized for the series x and s uh at the console's launches but i just kind of wanted to start chronologically first before i delve into will of the wisps uh and finally i also decided to check out the tourist spelt uh t-o-u-r-y-s-t um this is a kind of little indie dark horses it's been described online that was also uh like halo the master chief collection and ori and the will of the wisps really kind of optimized for the series x and s um it's a kind of like platformer puzzle adventure game hybrid where you're basically uh running around these tropical islands and collecting coins uh collecting items and sort of solving basic little puzzles as you'll see me doing in a bit over here i'm only a little bit into it i wanted to kind of make sure that i could play a little bit before the podcast so i could talk about it and also record some of the footage that you can see here uh but so far i am enjoying it and more than that i think that it is a pretty solid graphical tour of the force uh, I mean, you know, obviously it's a very different style of game than the likes of uh, the Halos or Ori and the Will of the Wisp. But I mean, this game, unfortunately, the Twitter video that you see right now doesn't do it justice. But on the Xbox Series X, oof, this is a beaut to look at. And so, so I just uh, wanted to highlight that. I've, I also have put a couple hours into uh, the tourists. Actually, I think a couple is an understatement, maybe like five or six. 
Um, I am also very much enjoying this. It's like the little kind of voxel. Uh, it reminds me very much of what Cube World, if you uh, heard of that long dead uh, PC game. Uh, it reminds me of that. And it is such a... It reminds me of old games where like it, it starts and it just drops you in the world. There, there is no yeah. like, here's what you do. It, it's literally just here's this island, go, and you piece things together as you go. And it's it's a ton of fun and it it is absolutely beautiful. Like it, I hundred percent like if you have an Xbox, you should have Game Pass. Give this a shot. I I'm really Talk stoked to, to hear you guys both make that recommendation because. Uh, I one I love the look of this game, but also um, my wife recently finished Crash Bandicoot Four, and she's been looking for something else. Uh, she's tried to get into Elaine Noir a few times, but she, it, it just loses her interest. And so I was telling her maybe this kind of looks up your alley, and so uh, I, I think I'll download this to the to the living room Xbox and and put her on it. Hmm. I think she'll enjoy it with our kind of discussion about the games that we've been playing on the series x kind of winding down i figured this would be a good time to kind of delve into talking about some of the like improved features uh technological graphical uh kind of quality of life or otherwise on the console anything that has sort of piqued our interest or anything that we have like a particular story about that we want to share here uh, I think my I, I have something. So I was provided a copy of Assassin's Creed Valhalla to review from Ubisoft. Uh, and I had it before the Series X came out. And I was not a lucky person who got a Series X before they came out. So I started it on Xbox One. And before this generation of consoles, anytime you would get shown footage... Uh, it was always like, man, this looks good, but this is also like a video on a YouTube site, like coming through this monitor. Like, it's hard to really get a sense of what these games do look like. So, playing through on the Xbox One, uh, playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I'm sitting there and like on a base console, like, wow, this this looks great. This runs really well. And then loading it up on a Series X, I completely, I'm like, you know what? I get next gen. I like it didn't look like big visual improvements, but. Like 4K, the render distance. I have, there's a tweet that I had put out, um, uh, I think, where I'll it covers... I'll see if covers, I can find it. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can share it with you. But it, it covers both the Xbox One version versus the Xbox Series X version. And it just highlights perfectly how the game... Like, the, the small differences that make this game look so good. Um and it's like draw distance it's the water textures it's the 4k it just i i I absolutely loved it and like i'm so excited now for games coming forward or games going forward now because you can see that uh that change oh my god that's unbelievable (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's like and and they're much bigger pictures too so like i don't know if you can uh, blow them up there cozy yeah, like yeah. that this first one uh sorry for the audio listeners is an xbox one screenshot and then the second one is taken from the series x and you can just see the sheer difference in draw distance alone like the, the I, lighting in the clouds too is just unbelievable yeah. 
I say it, it, they look fantastic. And so like that, like, honestly, that's the biggest improvement. And like, I bought a 4k TV just ahead of this console. Cause I've never had one. I never experienced 4k. I've been playing on a base Xbox one X, like a December, 2013 Xbox one, sorry, not an Xbox one X, a Xbox one. But yeah, so it's, it's been a huge improvement for me. And I, I'm just very excited for games going forward like that. Not only does it look way prettier, but there are actually more birds in the Xbox Series <laughs> X version, as illustrated by this one bird in the corner over here. <laughs> Seven out of ten, too many birds. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm so similar, similar to what TJ is experiencing. Um, I, I haven't gotten to experience it yet, but the. Uh, I, I played some Forza Horizon 4 on my Xbox One X. Um and then and then playing I've I've also been playing it on my Series X now too. Uh seeing the ray tracing capabilities um on the on the Series X it 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 convinced me. I was like, okay, I'm because in, in 2018 I was I I was playing God of War on my PS4 Pro and that's what pushed me over the edge to go buy a 4K TV. So I've been playing on on a 43 inch uh, 4K Vizio for the last couple of years, and it's it's awesome. It's a great TV. I really like it. Uh, but seeing the ray tracing and the colors in Forza Horizon 4 pushed me, and I I I ordered the LG C10 uh, OLED. It's like 120 frames HDMI 2.1. It's like all the all the things, right? It arrives tomorrow. I'm super stoked to to see like the difference in the colors, the difference in the in the uh, um, in I'm I'm super stoked to get HDR because I got my TV before HDR was really a common thing. Uh, I the technological differences between um, even the One X and the Series X is just astounding. Talking about stuff that pushes you to do things that you never thought that you would ever do. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about smart delivery or not smart delivery. Um, quick resume. Jesus. There's so many buzzwords, but they're all great. They're all great. But, um, specifically quick resume, quick resume, uh, was a feature that a lot of people, when they hear about it, it's a feature on the series X in case you are unaware at this point, um, where you can have multiple games running at the exact same time and be able to load them within seconds exactly where you left off and you can have up to like six or seven games depending on what type of game if it's a series x game or an xbox 360 or an xbox one game i've gotten mine to 12 yeah like what that's that's crazy (laughs) um and so i am somebody who buys almost all of their games physical and I have the the two games that I've been mostly playing, Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed. Every time I want to switch between them, I have to get up and put a disc in. But when I've wanted to switch to Master Chief Collection, <laughs> I've been able to just switch to Master Chief and... Collection and then immediately go back to playing Assassin's Creed. And it's one of the coolest things ever. Nothing, nothing has gotten me, um, has made me think, oh, maybe I should get this game digital other than this i bought cyberpunk 2077 digital i didn't think i was gonna do that like but it's just so convenient to like have your multiplayer game and have your single player game be able to be played at the exact same time and it just continues to amaze me every time i switch within seconds i can be playing multiple games at the same time 
Yeah. I, so, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. So I was going to say, I'm actually, Quick Resume hasn't been working for me. Interesting. Um, so I, I've i had it every so often work, like switching from uh, Valhalla to like NBA Jam or vice versa. But when I switch to multiplayer games such as like Call of Duty Black Ops, like I'll load it up and then Valhalla will have quit out. Yeah, Call of Duty um, is Call of Duty has been giving me weird issues too. And then NBA doesn't work with it as well. Like NBA okay. will, I think I think it's multiplayer games may mess with it somehow. I don't know. This is just speculation. Hmm. Um, I. I do like it in theory when it works. It is fantastic. Like sitting there going from like, you know, I want to shoot some hoops in NBA or I want to go uh, get myself mad in Call of Duty and then switching to <laughs> back to Valhalla. Like I, I very much enjoy it when it works. Just it's, it's it hasn't. And that that's the one thing I will say, I hope with Xbox since they do very much like iterate on the um, UI, like very much more often than uh, PlayStation does. I want them to add a, a better way to know what is in the hopper for smart deliver or for quick resume. Mm hmm. Just so, like, mm. I can know, or so if there's a way to like load up games so it's automatically in there. Just mm -hmm. I, it's a feature I wish would work better for me. Mm. I, um, sure. I also just like speaking of me ditching my physical media, I had a really interesting experience with Assassin's Creed w via quick resume that has basically made me like. I knew it, but getting shown the proof that my discs are literally useless is kind of really jarring. So I was playing Assassin's Creed, and I switched to Master Chief Collection because I wanted to play a match of, like, Halo 3, and I accidentally ejected my Assassin's Creed disc, and then I went hmm. back to Assassin's... Like, I went back to Assassin's Creed, and I was still able to play the game for a good couple minutes before it kicked wow. me out, being like, oh, uh, you need to insert the disc to be able to play. And that was the point where I was like, yeah... The, literally it is just an authenticator oh yeah it's just a license yeah i uh quick resume i'm i'm actually i'm really glad you brought that up it's something that like i, I think the fact that i forgot to bring it up is is indicative of how next gen it really is because the the i i think that every every generation we see things like like the touchpad on the dualshock 4 and the light bar and and the connect Every generation, we see things that we think like, "Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna be a thing," and then it really, really fails to integrate itself so seamlessly and 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 become so natural and intuitive for us. Uh, Quick resume has absolutely become incredibly natural to the point that like I I haven't gotten a PS5 yet. I will. Um, I'm not in a hurry at this point, uh, but I, I I absolutely will. But I'm sure that when getting it not having quick resume and not being able to suspend, you know, five, six, 10, 12 games at all at once is going to feel. Yeah. It's antiquated. jarring. It really is jarring yeah. not being able to do that and having to fully quit out of miles Morales to then jump into Astrobot. Like, exactly. Even though the games load exceptionally quick on PS five. It still is jarring that it's like, well, I can't just play right from where I yeah. was playing before. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. especially when it's something like you know bug snacks which is a great game but not exactly a graphical beast uh, you know and you're switching from that to something like uh demon souls for example 
Yeah. It's like, why, why can't we just have both these on at once? Yeah, yeah that is, I've not experienced it as much as the three of you have, but that is definitely a feature in the Xbox uh, Series X that I am thus far very appreciative of. And I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to kind of push the limits uh, of it in the future because I'm definitely the kind of person that will leave 12 games on at any given point. So I'll, I'll yeah. let you know if I can push it any further. So I, I do have another feature I wanted to mention, though. And it's not necessarily a next-gen feature, but it is just a highlight of just how Xbox is iterated on what it has done for this next generation. Um, and that's, ga- like, sharing s- captures, like screenshots, yes. uh, mm. clips. It's amazing. I I have said this before. I, I cannot stand how the other consoles, both Sony and Nintendo, handle capturing content and sharing well, here's it the thing is because this, well just sorry just nintendo has actually come seen the light and have made it as convenient as xbox it's now just it's not though you actually have to scan two qr codes oh when really? you oh yeah <laughs> you have to scan a qr code to pair with your machine which then switches the wi-fi and then you have to scan another qr code to, to upload the photo well that's to the your most phone. nintendo thing i've ever heard yeah, like it, it's better, but it's still like All both right. Sony and Nintendo like have made it just it's not nearly as easy to share your content, which meanwhile on Xbox, like you can set it up where when you capture uh, content on your Xbox, you'll get a notification on your phone saying yeah. it's ready. You to don't share. even have to set that up. It just does that if you have the Xbox yeah. app installed, which was surprising. Like after I took the first screenshot and I got the notification on my phone, I'm like, oh, cool and that's why i've been sharing so many screenshots of assassin's creed on my twitter account is just because it's so easy to just collect them on my phone and then just make one big post about them instead of having to do them all individually like you do on playstation and you can only send it to twitter yeah yeah and and i mean just the xbox app in general the new the new xbox app experience and how integrated it is with the console the fact that you boot up your your new console and it says hey do you want to open up the app to set up this console and then and then that can just take you through the whole setup wizard is just i i'm again i'm i'm kind of with you and like i'm not ready to say that's like next gen but like it is it's It's, so That's actually, simplicity. what's next gen? Ne- what's next gen about the app? And this is something I just did the other day. Is the fact that you can download games to your console that you don't own, and then pay for yeah. them later. Yep. And yep. pay for it later. So like, yep. if Alex for some reason still wanted to keep buying discs, he could have downloaded Cyberpunk on his console, put it in on the day one, and still just been able to play, not including yep. updates. But that's a different issue. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the fact that you can just go and download, like I downloaded Cyberpunk before I bought it, so like it's ready to go, and like you can do that with just any game yeah. at all. Like that's awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's going to lead to so many impulse purchases of like yeah. your friends badgering you, like, oh, well, just got it. like, dude, just download it. It won't cost you anything. And then you get home, everyone's online, they're playing, and they're like, then suddenly it's like oh, I'll just drop 40 bucks and I'll play with them right now. And like, it's already here. I I already have it downloaded. That's, that's going to be a huge feature. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can see, I can see a day where like all, like a new game starting to come out, like, like Far Cry 6 is, uh, it's close to release. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I'll download it just in case. So if the day comes, I'm like, (laughs) you know what? 
It's out. I've got a download. Let's play it. Yeah. Just buy it, There's, done, start it. Yeah. Out. So now, like, the days of FOMO are going to be, like, are going to be so much less because you can just have the thing on your console and if you see all your friends on twitter posting about how much they're enjoying this new game you can just all right i already have it downloaded might as well just buy it and be part of the conversation right now because yeah like it's just it is so such a this generation and this isn't something like this is something i've heard said a lot is this is just the generation of convenience every Hmm. decision that i feel like microsoft has made has been uh how can we be more convenient for the, our customer base because clearly the people who are still buying xboxes are super loyal we want to you know we want to reward them for being as loyal as they are so let's do it by making our shit super convenient yeah and I, microsoft is just making all the right i mean i've said it before they're making all the right moves right now yeah. um with uh, and, and they have to they're in a position like let's be frank Sony sold 120 million PS4s. Microsoft sold what, like 45 million Xbox Ones. They, they haven't even released a number on it because exactly yeah. one million of those were me alone. So like, <laughs> wow, you know they're they're in a position where their backs are against the wall. They've got to be making the right decisions. But to their credit, they are. Yeah. Like Xbox. I mean, and, and we haven't even talked about this, but like all access. All access and and like I know we're we're focusing on the Series X, but like all access and the Series S, that is a game changer. Like that is going to absolutely disrupt which console people choose to play. Yeah, like imagine all the 100%. parents like buying a console for their kids and like exactly s- and seeing like this option that is super cheap but it's still next gen. That like I, like it just I feel like there's gonna be so many. Especially with the Series S, there's going to be so many impulse purchases of, oh, it's, you know, it's at Walmart. I can pick it up and it's not going to be... 25 bucks a month. Yeah. Like, like, why not? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's because so many, so many people, they can afford 25 bucks a month, but they can't afford 300 bucks right now. And like, that's fine, especially with the way our economy is right now. But like that 25 bucks a month, I think that that is going to like that's going to drive people to xbox and it's going to set momentum in xbox's favor early this generation a hundred percent and the fact that like it and this is also kind of bridging into game pass like it's the fact that like you for that 25 bucks 25 30 bucks a month like you get like you can have the tourists you get the master chief collection all of the gears of wars the and any game on ea play which includes yeah. a bunch of the sports games freaking it's like Star oh my Wars. god like, yeah, bethesda's catalog is on there or is going to continue to be put on yep. there like there's so many amazing experiences that and it's just it continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger and you get that baked into that 25 dollars a month nope. yeah that's it's it's an unbelievable deal yeah so it seems as a whole like all of us are very very high on the xbox series <laughs> x slash s ecosystem looking towards the future of the console what would we say that microsoft really needs to like focus on improving with the console or what is it already doing right that it needs to keep doing right going forward and cannot stray from so it's an incredible like it's an incredible machine that you know it's very fast it's convenient it's like it makes all the games especially games that are optimized for it look incredible but there's no games that will make me want to buy us or that will make most people want to buy a series x that are out like the fact that 
it was the right decision, but the fact that Halo Infinite is not was not released uh, at the, yeah at the release of the console, it really did hurt them, and I think is going to have ramifications that like Microsoft is continuously buying studios, and they have a huge catalog, but we haven't seen very much from them even now, and. Like, hmm. 2021 is going to need to be a big year for uh, Xbox Game Studios. Otherwise, I feel like the like the Series X is going to play second fiddle to the PS5 again. Do you, do you feel like we're going to have this deluge of, like, high-quality Xbox exclusives in 2021, though? Because I remember during the life cycle of the PlayStation 4 people often complain about the kind of lack of big headliner games on that console and eventually we did get it we got a deluge of uh you know spider-man 2018 god of war 2018 you know so on and so forth but that took quite a few years to for us to finally get to that space do you think that it's going to be a very similar situation with xbox where we're going to have to we are going to get this deluge of high quality content but it's going to take us some time or do you think it's sooner than i think we would expect it to be. I would say it starts at the end of 2021. That's when it, like you'll, you'll get uh, like all Hellblade two will drop. And then that's where like, cause that, uh, that, that's exactly what I would say is Xbox's big problem right now is the, the exclusive cause I know it's on PC, but the Xbox ecosystem right. exclusive games that make you want to buy the console. Like I bought the console cause it's my place to play. But if I had to tell someone like, if you want exclusive games, buy a playstation right now that is the better option but like like just thinking like off the top of my head the games xbox has announced that is coming you've got the rare one i always forget the name of everwild Um, yeah everwild yeah um that game looks weird like (laughs) everwild then you've got uh, avowed from obsidian you've got oh yeah um halo infinite then there's like hellblade 2 they've got uh, a bunch of like all those studios working on it then you like it comes to PlayStation first, but you, you like you can surely expect um, Deathloop to be coming to Game Pass on PC and then eventually Game Pass on the Xbox Series X. Like you've got all the Bethesda studios, like they they are set up to unleash a firestorm of exclusive yeah. games. Regardless, we don't know if they're going to be good or not, but they have all of these IPs and studios working. It's just it takes time to build games and. I, I don't expect to see them until the end of the year, if that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it takes time to it takes time to build games. It takes time to build IPs for sure. And I totally agree with you about 2021. I I think that it's basically like hang in there for a while. Um. I think mm-hmm. 2021 the big ones and 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 I Alex you in particular I want to hear um what you think about this. When do you think Halo Infinite is coming? Because I think it's going to be November of 21. I agree with you, specifically because, one, give 343 as much time as possible. Two, it would be great to release it on the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved. And I think think at this point, with them initially being like, oh, Halo Infinite is going to be a launch title for the Series X because Halo Combat Evolved was a launch title for the Xbox One, or the original Xbox um would be like is really great thematically but the fact that it's like okay if we can't do that then let's do 20th anniversary of right of combat evolved and still have sort of that thematicness especially with how they've kind of they've positioned infinite of being that sort of spiritual reboot of halo i think it would just yeah. work in its favor and could be really really great marketing i can already see like the the like 
the 30 second ads that are like showing like the the past to then the the present of and just showing the few or the evolution of halo through the years like i feel like it would just be really great in that sense and plus it gives 343 ample amounts of time to really a lot of time yeah to really i mean halo has very much been known for pulling it together in the last nine months so yeah like we'll just see how thematic halo infinite really is to the other games yeah for sure so uh, so i think i think that their lineup for for 21 is going to be um hellblade uh halo and possibly forza Hmm. and like Hmm. not to not to discount the the gravitas of those games but like those are three big titles but even that's that's a weak that's a weak first party offering And, and so like because I mean, I love Forza Horizon, but I'm not going to play motorsport. That's not. I mean, that's kind of a niche thing. And then people, um, you know, not a Hellblade did well enough, but like it's still it's not God of War, right? And and Halo, people have kind of lost faith, and like I think rightfully so after Halo Five. Yeah. Um, and so so i think it's sort of a hang in there thing once we start getting into 22 we'll see you know we'll see avowed we'll see uh hopefully doom 3 the um, game yeah god when are we going to find out what that is yeah <laughs> um but i i did you guys both mentioned uh bethesda and i wanted to ask you guys just just to get your take um do you think that they have stopped working on the PlayStation Five version of Starfield yet? One hundred percent. I I agree. I think it, like a lot of people I've heard when Xbox uh, or Microsoft bought Bethesda, they they said like oh they can't like they can't put it out like not put it on PlayStation because like they'll be losing so much money. Um, which I then turned around and like, but Spider-Man. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think Microsoft, like, they have set themselves up where it is not, like, having it being a platform exclusive isn't going to hurt them because a platform includes PC. Platform includes your phone now. Yeah. And, like, I feel like by the time Starfield comes out, you will be able to play X xCloud on a computer. So yep. you'll be able to play on a Lenovo ThinkPad the new starfield game like you'll you'll be set up to play anywhere so i think they are 100 percent going to keep any future bethesda games that aren't contracted such as ghostwire and deathloop those are all going to remain ecosystem exclusive titles yeah i i agree too i i really hope so and i mean i've i've loved the last two doom games and like i don't know i i hate to get all like tribalistic and console warsy but but like an 80% of me is like 80% of my conscious is like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, competition is good. Pick, pick whoever's making the right choices. But then just that last 20% just bleeds green and I can't help it. <laughs> and so like I, that last 20% is like, yeah, keep doom for yourself. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's I, uh, the, uh, I, Oh, go ahead. I just want to say, I don't know with regards to the Starfield thing. Part of me is holding out hope that it will also come to PlayStation. But I, a- after hearing both of your eloquent arguments on the matter, I feel like, yeah, there is a very high likelihood that that's going to be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. 
but obviously we'll see there's still a lot that we don't know even a few months out from the acquisition yeah and they like phil spencer can't even like they can't even really talk about it either not just because they want to be vague but also because like it's still not finalized because you know we're exactly. spending seven billion dollars on a company uh, you can't really talk about stuff because otherwise it's going to really mess with the there's a lot of paperwork yeah. to be done yeah. yeah and so we're really not going to see i don't think we're going to see the real ramifications of what this exactly means until at least the deal is finalized and i believe that that's not going to happen until next year so that's yeah when er- early next year is early next year is what i've heard yeah. they're they're aiming for yeah um yeah I, I think the with bethesda like Microsoft is the best company to have purchased them. And I do, like, I personally do want them to stay on the Xbox ecosystem because, again, one, like, it's a $9, or sorry, a $10 entry fee to play Bethesda games now. 10 yeah. bucks you can get it on your PC. To, uh, 16 bucks you can play it on your Xbox, your PC, or your phone, or your tablet, or your computer when that eventually happens. Um, it's, it's just so, so easily accessible that it, like I, I would have no issue with it, and then the other thing is Bethesda games, uh, historically glitchy as hell, and if they only have to worry about developing for two platforms rather than including yeah. PlayStation, I'm okay if that means the game's more polished. That that PlayStation Three uh, cell architecture with the RAM leak on um on, on the on Skyrim, yep. just oh, yeah. never ending sweet that. rolls. <sighs> Yeah. Do you um I, I before we kind of wrap up this is a question purely in the realm of like hypothetical fantasy but you know during the PlayStation 4 era it was really cool to see the God of War series get a breath of new life in the form of God of War 2018 people had loved that series beforehand but God of War 2018 brought it to an entirely new echelon and I, I'm just kind of curious uh, from the three of you can you see any particular Xbox series that already exists um, undergoing a similar sort of evolution? Do you think that right now there's a game that is like in the kind of same echelon as what God of War was prior to God of War 2018 that could get the 2018 treatment this generation? So uh, I, I, sorry, I can't think of the same echelon specifically because I can't think of any Xbox sure. I like God of War, but like that's already happening. I mean, Fable yeah. is being redone. I, that's by what Playground I was about games. to say. Yeah, Fable is being run, redone by Playground Games. The per, like the was it the initiative is rumored game is a perfect dark perfect dark uh, game, and <laughs> Ooh, you've got Halo Infinite, which is theoretically a reboot yeah, uh, of the series. Like it's it, like they're they're already starting to do this. Uh, that being said, couldn't think of an Xbox uh, exclusive franchise to do it to because there's not that many. Yeah, at this point, um, like, yeah, like the ones that like really are even still going to this day, like Gears of War is kind of still on its same path, but it's still, you know, it's I like I feel like Gears Five really brought some new life into into Gears, yeah. but like I don't think you would see anything on the same caliber like with the next Gears game. And besides that, what other franchises do you really have? Um, well, so, so we all, all of our minds just jumped straight to fable. And I, uh, honestly, I really think playground is the studio to watch right now. I think that they absolutely have that, have the potential to jump up into that, like, you know, insomniac, naughty dog, Santa Monica level studio. 
Um, but it's I, I know we were mentioning it before, but like Splinter Cell was born on Xbox. Splinter Cell has always been very closely associated with Xbox. <laughs> Ubisoft has been teasing Splinter Cell a lot. For Forever. years, they've been, they've been putting Sam Fisher in a lot of different games. That aren't Splinter Cell. Oh God, that that moment in Ghost Recon in the DLC where he like stops and where they tell him that Snake is is gone, and he stops and he like looks off and he's like, "I'm the only one left." And it's like, oh God, I, as someone who loved Splinter Cell and recently just fell absolutely in love with uh, Metal Gear Solid, that was that really hit me hard. Um, but no, I, I think that maybe maybe Microsoft strikes up a deal with Ubisoft to to bring Splinter Cell back in a big way and uh, and make it platform exclusive. Hmm. I could see it. I mean, the the only thing I would say that would kind of stop that with being platform, maybe console, is just Ubisoft is in bed with uh, the big streaming services, being Stadia and yeah. now Luna. Uh, I think that would be the only thing to circumvent it. But I still like. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility of it being exclusive to Xbox, but also available on Stadia, yeah. PC, Luna. That um, I could totally see. But I, I think honestly, again, Splinter Cell's second favorite franchise. I'm all for it. I'm a little scared to think of what a 2021 or 2022 Splinter Cell game would look like, just because it's been so long. I mean, we're almost coming up on the 10 year mark of the last game in the franchise. I know. Um, I loved Blacklist. <laughs> wow. It's uh, so it's definitely been a while. I think actually the only game I could think of that I would love to see a reboot, a reboot, remake, whatever for in this next generation. And I think it's kind of the only thing Xbox is kind of lacking um, in terms of like what they have on they're working on in that is Fusion Frenzy. Oh, I was going to say Fusion mm-hmm. Frenzy three. We need it. Yeah. Don't like even they, reboot the... it. Just make Fusion Frenzy three. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a sequel. Like I didn't know there was a two. <laughs> yeah, there's a two on 360. I only knew there. I all have only ever played the first one and had an absolute ball with it. And oh, I yeah. would love to see them do a third one or like a, a completely remake or whatever. But I mean, I don't think it's a game you need a remake. Just make another one and yeah. uh, bring it. Bring it to a new. I feel like if you do it right and put it on Game Pass, you're, it'll be a huge hit because a free, a quote-unquote oh, free yeah. uh, party game, like, I'd absolutely uh, love it. Once the pandemic is over, uh, you know, a, a Fusion Frenzy 3, by the way, anyone who hasn't played Fusion Frenzy that may be listening, it's on Game Pass. Download it right now. It's mm-hmm. awesome. As long as we're making those shout-outs. Also, NHL 94 just got added to EA Access, so go download that, too. Um but like Fusion Frenzy, I, I totally agree. That one, that one absolutely needs to come back. I don't um, know. You, you were saying that like out of what Xbox is missing from the types of games that they're making, but I mean, when you think about it, Nintendo has Mario, PlayStation has Astrobot. I think Xbox needs to bring back Blinks the Time Sweeper because that would be an amazing. <laughs> that would be a fantastic I, so... remake. A friend of mine was making a YouTube series a while ago where he like would would uh, revisit old games and like review them in a modern lens, and I uh, I trolled him and I was like, "Yo, you should check out this Blinks game. It's awesome." And he was like, "Oh, I've never heard of it." I was like, "It's some of the best gameplay you'll ever experience." And uh, he he was he was pretty thoroughly mad at me for a long time about that, but he. 
he uh it got a lot of views so he wound up doing the second one too <laughs> well i mean you know but, you just gotta say you're welcome and um you know, <laughs> i let's hope we get that let's hope we get that remake sequel exactly um i and and i'm sorry if i'm making us run long and i i no, just you guys have so many so many ideas here i wanted to ask while while we were talking about the acquisitions and microsoft buying all these things and uh you know kazi you you mentioned um sonic at the at the top do you guys think there's anything to this sonic rumor is 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 microsoft is daddy daddy phil getting out the the credit card again and gonna swipe to pick up sega so i'm not is that the extent of the rumor that they're planning on acquiring sega so so they have they've mentioned and and they were they tried to downplay it quite a bit but like they mentioned that they're interested in picking up a japanese developer um Mm. there have been a lot of things that have hinted at sonic and and like sonic in relation to xbox um like tweets and stuff from official accounts uh so it's it's sort of one of those like conspiracy theory type things at this point of like it could be a wink and a nod or it could be them like actually hinting at something um Mm. but i i mean personally like alien isolation was one of my like was absolutely on the short list for my game of the generation last generation and i think that if anyone is going to give creative assembly the freedom to go make another alien isolation game it'll be microsoft and so like personally i just really hope this all happens because then creative assembly will make another alien game i mean i don't really know with regards to like talking about the sega rumor as a whole just because yeah there are a lot of uh ip that sega owns that feel like it would be perfectly comfortable on xbox like you know we recently yakuza like a dragon for example is a yeah. big kind of headline game on the xbox series x and obviously sonic fits in pretty well there too but then you get into stuff like persona and the shin megami tensei series which is like that hmm. is so you know just tied it, they're just in bed with with sony there yeah. with right. especially with persona yeah, so it's, I mean, at this point, I can't discount anything after the Bethesda acquisition. Uh, so I'll, exactly. I'm just going to put my hands behind my head and say, I suppose we'll see. Yeah, anybody yeah. who's like, oh, it's not fair that Microsoft's buying all these studios. that They're just, they're getting their way in by force. It's like, do you remember how the Xbox started? They literally, that's yeah. how they, that's literally what they did uh, at their inception. It's what they're known for. They have that fuck you money that they can throw around. Like... That well, I feel like, in especially in the hands of Phil Spencer, is only being used for good so far, and let's hope it continues to be like that. But like, I just, it really is. The possibilities are literally limitless of what could be purchased. Exactly. I I definitely think like I'm looking here at like the studio Sega owns. I I think Sonic would be a huge acquire for um, Microsoft, but. I think, honestly, it's their other studios that would be the bigger ones, specifically uh, Creative Assembly, because not only Alien Isolation, but the Total War series, that would be an amazing thing to add to Game Pass for PC. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Relic Entertainment, who's done the Company Hero and a Company of Heroes and Dawn of War series. Uh, Atlas, so that's Persona yeah. right yeah, there. Right. Like you've got all like those games, like those three studios alone just would make the entire thing, even Atlas alone, like 
one of what I would say, I'm not a big JRPG guy, but to my knowledge, like they are kind of like the top echelon of JRPG game developers. Yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah. having that, like bringing them into the Microsoft fold, having it so you can play Persona 5 Royale on Game Pass, the next Persona, like Persona 6 on Game Pass day one, would be huge. That said, I don't think they're going to buy Sega first. I think they're going to buy From Software first. I was going to say, From would be the only other one that would like be more of Microsoft cutting Sony at the knees. Mm. I, I think they they've been very buddy. They've been getting more buddy buddy with FromSoft. They like FromSoft was in that Japanese showcase that Xbox did. Uh, Elden Ring got revealed at uh, the Xbox E3 event. I think it was 2018, 2019. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, they like they have had a growing relationship. Um, and I think if they like if FromSoft were to be brought into the fold, that would be a huge, absolutely oh, yeah. huge get that that would i mean that would be that would shake the industry and and not i mean it would it wouldn't be quite as big as the bethesda thing but like i think just for one studio it would be basically as big as it can get just because of how closely associated you know those FromSoft games are with playstation yep yeah although the funny thing is while it would definitely take like it would definitely blindside Sony now that Sony has sort of brought Demon Souls back into the forefront of the public consciousness. They could theoretically still keep the kind of Soulsborne uh, style of game alive on their console by just going forward with more Demon Souls. Yeah. Oh, um, and do you know, uh, does From or Sony own the IP for Bloodborne? Mm. I think Sony, but I, I can't I don't confirm. know. Because, because I mean, at this point, Bluepoint is... I think Sony owns Bluepoint also. And, like, with their experience with Demon's Souls, I, Bluepoint, I think, would absolutely be competent in moving forward with, a, you know, either a Demon's Souls 2 or a Bloodborne 2. And so they could, they could keep it alive in that sense. Yeah, but it I seems don't... like Sony is the owner of the Bloodborne IP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and that makes sense. It's not a Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I I don't think Bluepoint. Yeah, Bluepoint's independent. That said, regardless of if Microsoft buys FromSoft, uh, Bluepoint's going to be bought by Sony soon. Oh, like, for it, sure. It's just a hundred percent. It's a given at this point. Um, I and like if Microsoft were to buy from, like that, like Bluepoint would become the PlayStation Soulsborne. Like they would, right. they would do Bloodborne too. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Bluepoint would no longer be making remakes. Uh, they would because I, I I mean based on you know rumors and that have kind of swirled around in the past I feel confident that Bluepoint's next game will be Metal Gear Solid um hmm. and and I think that if Microsoft were to buy from then immediately Bluepoint's next game is no longer Metal Gear Solid it becomes Bloodborne 2 yep hmm Anything else about the Xbox Series X that we wanted to bring up before we wrap things up? I love it. Uh, Good luck buying one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing I, I would want to touch on briefly that I didn't touch on, uh, just the controller. Like, again, the the fact that it is very minimal changes from the Xbox One controller. The D-pad, like, I haven't used an Elite, but I absolutely love this uh, adjusted, like, I guess, eight-directional uh, D-pad. 
it feels like um the fact it's a time like the fraction of a bit smaller but it still feels like substantial in the hand uh the texture i wasn't a fan of at first uh, i was like what the hell but then it like maybe five minutes after playing i'm like you know what i get it i, I understand why it's there and i'm okay with it being there um i still accidentally i still capture my screenshots the old way just because i'm so used to it <laughs> i keep forgetting there is a button dedicated for it now but uh other than that like i i love the controller i do like as we joked earlier i think playstation does have a one-up specifically with the adaptive triggers i think to me that is the most next-gen thing about the playstation 5 i don't i'm not it's it, is that, haptic... that sounds like a veiled insult, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a tiny bit. I mean, like, uh, the haptic feedback's nice, but it's fancy vibrations. Like, it's... I, I, it, I don't know. I'm not... A, I've never been a big fan of vibrations. I don't like it. I don't like the HD rumble a ton. Like, what? Well, so, like, yeah, I was I was going to ask, when was the last time you played a game with HD rumble? Yeah. Uh, I, think I think I, I tried to demo one, two, switch. This like, was, this, exactly. This was exactly. the point that I was trying to make when I, when I was talking about it, was, like, I just don't think that the the especially that part of it the like haptic feedback of the dual sense i don't think that's scalable because like when you play something like astrobot astrobot was super like from like start to finish was filled with it but that game's only two hours long so you can really and it was yeah. designed as a yeah, tech demo exactly and so i just don't think that like when you think of a 30 hour um 30 hour naughty dog game that's just not scalable to the like to be able to have it be every single like there might be little uses of it at certain like specific gimmicky it's gonna really feel more like a gimmick in other games using it that aren't specifically designed for it and that's why i don't think like i think the adaptive triggers are more important than the the actual haptic feedback of the like of the dual sense and i really do hope that microsoft well, does take that into account with whatever the next line of xbox controllers are agreed i uh i think honestly like the haptic feedback for me like i i actually had to stop playing astrobot for a few hours because the haptic feedback actually made my hand sore mm. uh mm. like the vibrations were just too much uh which is something i've never experienced before mm. um it's so like i could live without it but again the adaptive triggers it, just, it blew my mind like i've heard people talk about it but actually like using it i'm just like that is so cool yeah i like, but I kind was... of almost wish I caught Call of Duty on it, but I also see, feel like it could be gimmicky. See, I'm I think... glad that I didn't get Call of Duty for it, because yes, it would have been great for the four hours I played at the single player, but as soon as I jump into multiplayer, I'd be turning that shit right off, yeah. because it immediately is a disadvantage yeah. for me. Exactly. Yeah, so at a certain point, I'm also, like, I don't exactly miss, like, maybe single player games, but I also feel mm. like at the same time, it could be very frustrating, with depending on how it's implemented. Yeah. I think my hope is that the Elite Series 3, which I imagine is going to come in a year or two, um, that will have the uh, adaptive triggers. Uh, and then whatever the mid-generation refresh console is, that will come with a controller that has hap uh, adaptive triggers in it. Yeah. Ooh. Do we have any name predictions for what the mid-generation console is going to be named? <laughs> Knowing Microsoft, it could be literally anything. Yeah. Um, the Xbox Series XX. Uh, so I, I think um, I, I, I agree. It could literally be anything. Xbox 720. Here we go. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I think that it's not necessarily going to be like a mid-generation refresh. I think it'll just be like, this is the next Xbox in three years. Don't expect as big a jump, but like 
it's going to play everything, and, and this is the best Xbox. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, Xbox Series X Mark II. Hmm. I hope not because I'll have to buy it then, and I don't want to buy it. I don't want to buy it so soon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I yeah, but also like, I I agree with you, and, and I really, I really do. But like, I have a problem. I like. I, I, don't. I, I bought I bought three Xbox ones. I wanted to buy four, and I told my wife, I was like, we no one's gonna buy that all digital one. It's gonna be collectible. Let's just buy it and not open it. And she said no. But uh, I, I bought the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. Like, I'll buy it for sure. Um, so I do agree with you. I hope it's like four years. All right. Well, in that case, let's bring it home. Thank you to everybody for tuning in to this extra special episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to check us out on Twitch, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and to follow us on our Twitter account, at PressYZ, which will keep you up to date on when we go live and post new episodes. In addition to that, this is a reminder that we are also on YouTube and have been on YouTube for the past little while. Uh, we're in the process of uploading our back catalog of episodes to the website. We're currently at, uh, coincidentally, the Xbox Game Showcase live reactions from back in July. So please go over there, check out some of those old episodes if you've been meaning to do so, and subscribe to us so we can get that custom URL very, very soon. Uh, and of course, you can find the rest of us over on social media. You can find myself on Twitter at Alex Kazina. Alex, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at blatantly underscore Alex and Instagram at blatantly Alex. TJ? Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at Private Jeebus. That's P-V-T-T-J-E-B-U-S. Uh, and then you can also go visit the nextlevelgaming.ca website where you can find uh, stuff that I write. Cool. Patrick? Uh, you can find me at Twitter, um, at the Law Morris, and then on YouTube, uh, Cold North Productions. And, um, you know, just subscribe. Hopefully I'll start getting some content back soon. So, Totally. All right. Till next time, thank you for playing. Take care, guys.